Hello, my friend, and welcome to Wisdom Trek. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, your guide to wisdom and creating a living legacy. Thank you for joining us for our five-day-per-week wisdom and legacy-building podcast. This is day 647 of our trek, and time for a special series of stories which will chronicle my recent accident and recovery as we trek Life's Lessons Learned the Hard Way. This accident is a major life event that will change life for me for several months to come. In fact, I would say that it will certainly impact me for the remainder of my life. It is my hope and prayer that as I share the details, that they will also positively impact your life as well. I have often said, we must accept and live life as it truly is, not what we wish it to be. We don't always know or understand what will become of the uphill climbs and treacherous downhill slopes that we do encounter on life's trek. But the key is to learn from these life's events and allow them to effectively become part of our living legacy, which will have a positive impact on our lives and the lives of those that we impact. So for the next several Tuesday and Thursday Wisdom Nugget episodes, we will look at Life's Lessons Learned the Hard Way, and today it is The Emergency Room. First, for my faithful readers and listeners of the Wisdom Trek Podcast and Journal, I want to apologize for the delay in episodes this week. I will get caught up on all the days and get back on schedule just as soon as feasible. If you'd like to catch up on the first episodes in this series, go to wisdom-trek.com forward slash day 645. I ended day 645 when the Devola Volunteer Rescue Squad was transporting me to Marietta Memorial with the neck brace and backboard in place. Now this happened after I got kicked off an extension ladder with chainsaw on hand and landed on a cement walkway below. The EMTs gave me a low dose of morphine to help offset the increasing pain in my leg. It did seem like quite a few minutes prepping me in the ambulance before we actually started to move, but they were very professional and I felt well taken care of. As I was being transported, they let me know when we were coming up to rough segments of the drive, realizing that it would accentuate my pain. We soon arrived at the emergency department of the hospital, where they wheeled me into one of the exam rooms. During major life events like this, it is certainly interesting seeing the situation unfold from a first-person perspective. From seeing myself being forced backwards from the ladder, falling through the air, hitting the cement walkway below, rolling into a seated position, seeing my leg at an odd angle, laying in the back of the ambulance, to seeing the hallway ceilings and bright lights pass overhead as I was wheeled into the exam room. The ER doctors and nurses needed to quickly assess my injuries, especially since I had a neck collar on and a backboard in place. As they connected me up to the monitoring devices, they quickly became concerned with my low heart rate. I informed them then I exercised extensively and also ran 5 to 7 miles most days and that my resting heart rate was usually 48 to 50 beats per minute. You would think that a drama like this would increase my heart rate some, but other than the searing pain that was in my leg whenever it was moved, I felt a very sense of calm. Regardless of this, the doctors and the monitors, neither one were pleased when my heart rate dropped below 45 beats per minute. This especially became a concern at one point when it dropped to the mid-30s, but for the most part, my heart rate remained around 50. Since there could possibly be a neck and back injuries, they informed me that they would have to cut the t-shirt off that I was wearing. I was wearing an old t-shirt from the days where we had our own computer business and told them that it was one of my favorite t-shirts. After a minor pause, I followed up with, although I do have about 30 more of these at home. Sounding somewhat relieved, they said, well, that's good because it's coming off anyway. They mentioned that they would probably have to cut off my blue jeans also, and I assured them that that was the only option, as I know it would be impossible to remove them over my injured leg. Fortunately, I did have an old pair that was paint-stained and holes in them. After this, being confident that it was not a back injury, they were able to remove the backboard, but left the neck brace in place. Once they got me stabilized, they let the family into the room. I had been resting my eyes during this process, since the lights above were quite bright. 
And what happened next is quite funny, at least to us and our family. As I heard the family shuffle in, I opened my eyes expecting to see Paula's face, but it was not. Now let me back up a little. Our daughter, Elizabeth, and my mom, who was also named Elizabeth but passed away in 1999, look almost identical at the same age, even down to the haircut and glasses. As I opened my eyes for a brief moment, the face that was staring at me was the firm look that I thought was my mom's. It flashed through my mind that my accident was either a lot more serious than I thought, or she came back from heaven to let me know that what I did was not the wisest decision that I've ever made. It then dawned on me that it was our daughter, Elizabeth, who was going to let her dad know that the same thing that my mom would have. Since she lives in Marietta, Paula had called her on the way to the hospital, and she rushed in to see me. Afterwards, we all got a good laugh out of it, and it did help to break some of the tension. Paula then set up a text chat with all the kids, and she was updating them throughout the process. Next came the CT scan of my head, neck, and chest, which they had to move me from my bed to the machine and then back again. Then on to the x-ray room for my leg and chest x-rays. Again, I had to be lifted from my bed to the x-ray table and then back again. Each move brought excruciating pain through my leg. Once back in the ER room, they had to get one final x-ray of my left knee to make sure that there was no damage there. But it was a portable machine, so I could stay in bed for that one. Once the results of the CT scan were confirmed that there were no head, neck, or back injuries, they were finally able to remove the neck brace. We are eternally grateful to God that there were no head, neck, or back injuries at all, which would have been much more severe. The x-rays did confirm a fracture of my upper femur immediately below the hip ball and socket. The fracture consisted of at least three pieces. I was informed that most of the orthopedic surgeries now take place in a smaller branch hospital and I would have to wait for the orthopedic surgeon staff to determine what hospital I would have surgery in. By God's grace again, the surgeon that received my case was Dr. Greg Kivchenya. He was the best orthopedic surgery in the area and who we actually knew previously. In fact, when we had our computer business, we sold his father's practice some of the first computers that they had back in the late 1980s. And also, by God's grace, the surgery was scheduled for 11.30 a.m. the next day at Marietta Memorial, so I did not have to be transported elsewhere. Once a room became available, I was set for the night. I am so thankful to my brother Jack, his wife Anne, our daughter Elizabeth, and of course Paula, who were with me every moment. It was also comforting that our pastor, Peter Bridgewood, also visited twice that day, once shortly after my arrival at the emergency room, and again later that day. By the time I was transported to the room, it was late evening, so Elizabeth ran out and provided us with some dinner. Paula and I settled in for a fitful night of sleep, which as expected, included monitoring vital signs and another patient being moved into the room around 2 a.m. But we are so thankful for the well-qualified and well-equipped medical facility that was able to take care of our physical crisis. So my life lesson learned the hard way for today is, Although we do not initially understand why freak or unexpected accidents happen, we can rest in the fact that God is in control of all the details and He is working His purpose in our lives. The Apostle Paul wrote in Philippians chapter 4, verse 19, And the same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given us in Christ Jesus. And that's a wrap for today's Wisdom Unplugged. Please join us each Tuesday and Thursday for more life lessons learned the hard way in subsequent episodes. And the next episode will be the surgery. Just as you enjoy these nuggets of wisdom, please encourage your friends and family to join us and then come along with us tomorrow for another day of Wisdom Trek, Creating a Legacy. If you'd like to listen to any of the past daily treks or read the associated wisdom journal, they are all available at wisdom-trek.com. And thank you so much for allowing me to be your guide, your mentor, 
And most importantly, I am your friend, as I serve you through the Wisdom Trek podcast and journal each day. And as we take this trek of life together, let us always live abundantly, love unconditionally, listen intentionally, learn continuously, lend to others generously, lead with integrity, and then leave a living legacy each day. I am Guthrie Chamberlain, reminding you to keep moving forward, enjoy your journey, and then create a great day every day. See you tomorrow for Fearless Friday.